together. So this morning, that's what we are going to look into it. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Please take a minute of your time and share the video. Tag somebody to come in. I think it's going to be a blessing to them. So let's use about two minutes of our time and make sure that our friends are joining us. Most of the time, uh, before they join us, we are we are, have started already and they don't know where we are so just a few minutes of your time just share the video with somebody talk somebody to come in and i think it's going to be a blessing uh to them we are going to look at how to maintain your home as couples how to maintain your home as couples um so that's what we are looking at this morning and i know that it's going to be a blessing uh to somebody so uh share your video i will try as much as possible if I can share mine right now and target my friends to come in. So if you can please join me uh, to do that, I think that will be a blessing. Uh, if you are in the groups, you know, just uh, tag somebody to come in the group. Um, just let them know that Woman of Influence is on and I know that it's going to be a blessing to them. So please um, send it to as much people as uh, you can and thank you once again um, for joining me uh, this morning thank you thank you um good morning man of god <laughs> <laughs> good morning good morning thank you so much uh, for coming to woman of influence i don't take you coming here for granted you know i am very very grateful so today we are looking at how to maintain your home as couples i think one of the best thing uh, we can have as couples in our home is peace you know and understanding the reason why we are even together because understanding make everything outstanding i say that nothing destroy a family like lack of knowledge and zero intimacy in relationship so it's very very important as couples to know that uh, why are we there why are we together especially when we have a family too how to really uh, set our home up and um, i wrote here that marriage is not a battlefield it is a, a a place for love romance intimacy companionship is good wonderful and god ordained Amen. Okay, and God ordained. So that's what I've, I've wrote here. And then now, the first point I want us to look at is the foundation. Christ being the foundation of our marriage as we look after him. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 says that, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already lived, which is quite Jesus. So as married couples, I think the first thing we have to look at is our foundation in Christ. So back to you. Yes. Uh, I, and, and thank you so much for having me. And I want to appreciate all those who are tuning in and all those who are watching. Um, as a, a ministry, the family is a very important thing to us and would not take families uh, lightly at all. Uh, on Sunday, I took my time just before uh, we get into it, uh, where God um, really spoke to us about the ongoing battle against families. Now, I believe that the, the foundation of every society or the bedrock of every society is the family. 
mm. and the foundation of every family is the marriage. So when a husband and wife don't get it right, it affects everything. And that is why uh, I believe that every couple mm. must focus on making sure that their marriage succeeds. Mm. And it is God's intention for us to succeed in our various marriages. Okay. And so that said, the foundation becomes critical because the good and the solid and the, and the well, the foundation of any building or anything will determine its longevity or how well it will succeed. Mm. If our, and the, the, the deeper and the stronger the foundation, the higher the building can rise. Wow. Okay. So if a marriage is going to last a long time, if a marriage is going to succeed, if a marriage is going to uh, stand the test of time, mm -hmm. then it has to be built on a solid foundation. Mm. And in this case, as Christians, we want to build the, the marriage on the foundation of Christ, mm. on the word of God. So if the husband and wife do not build their relationship, in other words, we are loving based on God's instruction. Mm -hmm. We are treating each other based on the word of God. We are forgiving. We are understanding. Uh, we are treating each other based on what Christ has taught us as husbands and wives to deal with one another. And until we get it in that point, nothing is going to work. And so the foundation basically has to be, there are some things that have to be there. Christ has to be the foundation. Yeah. There must be love. There must be understanding. There must be intimacy. There must be forgiving. There must be communication. Mm -hmm. If Christ is there, all of these other strands that I've just mentioned will work. Wow. Please, if you are joining us, thank you so much for uh, joining us this, uh, this afternoon. I know it's going to be a blessing to you. Please take your time to share the video with somebody. Let it be a blessing to them. And I, I think that uh, if you are in a group, just share with them. Okay, this, these are some of the things that will help us. If, if you are, whether you were just wedded yesterday or you are in this journey for a long time, I think that uh, it's like a school. So the more we learn, the more it will help us to really know how to treat at, uh, each other, how to handle each other in a godly manner. You know, I think I saw it on social media that the, the rate of divorce in the church is going down, which is something very good to celebrate because as, as Christians that you have the Holy Spirit, I also have the Holy Spirit. And if we cannot deal with each other, then I, I don't know what we can do. So if it's going down, it's a very good thing that it's going down. But I think there's a lot of things too that we can learn that will help us to have a beautiful and God-fearing home that will help our family too. Amen. Amen. So um, another thing that I want us to um, look at is uh, practicing advanced, you know, forgiveness. And you just mentioned it. You know, if we are really going to experience that peace and the, the home that God wants us you know, to experience, then we have to learn to practice advanced, you forgiveness. know, forgiveness. So not even wait for the thing to happen because it will happen, but have it in your mind that before you even step on me, 
I have forgiven you. Yeah. How easy it is. Uh, it's not easy. It's something that you practice. It's something <laughs> mm-hmm. that you put again. We go back to the foundation. If yeah. Christ is the foundation of the marriage, mm-hmm. if we are modeling our marriage on the word of God and what Christ has taught us, mm-hmm. then if I begin to practice that attitude of forgiving at all times, okay. whether I am right or not, I'm choosing to forgive. Mm. You know, you divorce-proof your relationship and you create a healthy environment for your marriage to succeed. Usually, a lot of people always want to be in the right. Mm. And so when they are always in the right, or they want to prove to their husband, yeah. I'm right and you are wrong. You see, we, it, you are not in, in the marriage to win an argument. That's you are well. not in the marriage to look right and then your spouse look foolish. Mm. If that's your attitude, then you are not going to succeed in that marriage. So practicing advanced forgiveness is the attitude of, oh, you know what, before my spouse does anything against me, mm-hmm. I've already made up my mind, I've forgiven you. Wow. How easy it is that you approach life with that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are working at the office, you are, you are in the church, and you purpose in your heart that if anybody does it, before anybody does anything to me, I've already forgiven them, regardless of what they do. Whether they lie on me, they gossip on me, they cheat on me, whatever they do, I've already forgiven them. Mm. You know, and, and once you start maintaining that attitude mm. and approach it like that way, number one, you protect your own self, you will not be hurt. Okay. Number two, it becomes easier if eventually somebody or your spouse does anything against you. It's easy for you to forgive the person because you have already programmed yourself. You have already developed an attitude that before she even does anything, before he even does anything, I've already forgiven him. Mm. And it's a good, it's a good thing to inculcate yeah. and practice in a marriage when you do that because every couple I have met who have been married for a long time, mm-hmm. that is one of the things they tell you they practice. Okay. Always forgiving and letting go, not keeping things in their heart. So to learn to forgive in advance, mm-hmm. it's a good principle that I believe that every marriage couple must adopt and begin to practice if their marriage is to last uh, their lifetime. Okay. But then I have, I've, 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 I've heard people and couples that says that because I always forgive you, you keep on doing it. Did uh, practicing advance, you know, forgiveness give the other uh, party to continue to do what they are doing? Sometimes people do that, but then you see any wise person, again, it takes two for marriage to work. Okay. It's not just one person that makes marriage work. So if both of us are practicing mm-hmm. and we are approaching the marriage with that kind of attitude, mm-hmm. it becomes easier. Okay. But when one, one of the couple decides, I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to exploit my wife or my spouse's you know, uh, 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 forgiving attitude, then you are destroying and ruining the relationship. Mm-hmm. And if it, the marriage doesn't work, I don't think God will hold this person who has been practicing this forgiving attitude responsible you are the one to be held responsible and so it's a bad thing okay if you are married to somebody 
who have decided to, you know, practice this forgiving attitude. And then you start taking advantage of that. You know, oh, it doesn't matter what I do. My wife is going to forgive me. It doesn't matter what I say. My husband is going to forgive me. So guess what? I'm going to act, you know, anyway, anyhow. You will destroy the relationship. Okay. You know, the other time I was listening to again of blessed memory, and he said something very powerful that people have died stupid death, not because God wanted them to die. Mm. And he said, Set people will make it to heaven. Because he said one time he was ministry, he met a pastor, he went to preach for a pastor. And as he was praying, God told him to tell the pastor that he should take care of two things. One, he should take care of his weight. And number two, he should be careful how he relates with other pastors. And if he doesn't do that, he will die. Wow. And he told the pastor, the pastor didn't listen to him. And then within a short period, he died. And he said, God told him that I wasn't ready for him. But because he wasn't disciplined mm. to make sure that he took good care of himself mm. and also to practice love towards other ministers, that's why he died. Okay. And he said, this guy didn't, make, didn't go to hell. He made it into heaven. Okay. But then because of this attitude. In that same way, many people's marriages have been destroyed. Not because Satan had power over their relationship. Not because they married the wrong spouse. Mm. Simply because they were not wise enough. Because Sweden, one of the things that make marriage work is using wisdom. Wisdom, okay. And it's wisdom to know that if my wife has decided to be practicing, you know, advanced forgiveness, mm. then I must also be wise to do the same and not sit down there and think that, oh, I'm that too special and that is why my wife is treating me this way and I begin to take that for granted because the human spirit can take to a certain level. Yeah. It gets to a point where the human spirit can take it no more. Mm. If anybody begins to think that they are being taken for granted, being abused, mm. their generosity and kindness, is being abused. Guess what? They're going to get to a point and then they say, no, that's it. I can't do no more. That is when their marriage begins yes. to go south. Yeah. Please, if you are joining us, uh, uh, I hope it's, it's been a blessing. But we are talking about how to maintain your home as couples. Let me even put it away. this way. How to maintain your home as Christian Couples. It's yeah. very, very important. As Christian couples, we can only maintain our home when we are in love with each other, uh, loving Christ and Christ being the foundation. I said earlier that marriage is not a battlefield. We are not there to fight each other. We are not there to oh, compete, win arguments. You know, compete with each other. We are not there to prove who is wise, who is fool. We are not there to see who can win, who can lose. We are there as one. Okay, so I, I put it here. Marriage is not a battlefield. It is a place for love. Love, romance. Uh, uh, romantic is also intimacy, companionship is good, wonderful, and it is God ordained. So, if you want to see uh, how better you can maintain your home, you have to do it in God's way because, at the end of the day, He is the one who ordained it, the one who produced something, know how that thing works better than you who is using it. So if you are driving Mercedes, the one who put Mercedes together know how better you can use that than you who is driving it. 
So we always have to go back to the one who ordained it, which happened to be our loving father. And he wanted us to enjoy our marriage, not to endure our marriage. So that's very, very important. And Bishop is talking about, you know, uh, we uh, practicing advanced uh, forgiveness, but not taking each other, you for know, granted. for granted. And uh, the next point I want us to look at is how we love each other. You know, the Bible says that men love your wife, wives submit. But it's very easy um, when love is there. Submission becomes very easy. Okay, yeah. so how can we love each other so that the second one that is submission will just work automatically? If you look at that same portion of scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, mm -hmm. from verse 22 downwards, where it tells you, now he tells you how to love your wife. Okay. Like, it said, husband, love your wife like Christ loved the church. Okay. Yeah. So he's telling you or uh, giving you mm -hmm. a, a, a comparison. Christ loved the church. What would Christ do for the church? Okay. Christ loved the church that he died for the church. First of all, Christ forgave the church. Mm -hmm. Christ um, um, died for the church. Okay. Christ is still interceding for the church. Christ is still rooting for the church to make sure that the church is purged and pure because the Bible said he will come and rapture a church without wrinkle and any kind of blemish. So to love your wife as or uh, husbands have been instructed yeah. is to love in a way that I'm not loving you based on what you just do for me. And we have spoken about this in previous shows. Last year, remember, we spoke about the four types of love that exists in a marriage that makes a marriage work. Number one, we have the romantic love. The romantic love is where you are romantically in love with me, I'm also romantically in love with you. Yes. It must exist in every marriage for it to work. The sexual attraction, the sexual appeal, is also part of the love that makes marriage work. We also need what we call feeling. We have to be friends. A husband yes. must love the wife as a friend. A wife must love the husband as a friend. You cannot have a best friend over your spouse. If you have a best friend over your, your spouse, you are going to be taking their words about your spouse. That's why some people, though they are married, there are um, uh, people pulling strings behind because, oh, this is my best friend. We were best friends before I, I met my husband. We were yeah. best friends before I met my wife. So even though they are married, there are people in their ears controlling them and telling them how their marriage to work. When you do that, your marriage will be destroyed and it will not work. Mm. So your husband must be your best friend. And okay. I'm, it's rather unfortunate we couldn't look at um, how to select your spouse. Because if I'm selecting my spouse, I must select somebody that I'm friends to, somebody I get along with. Okay. You know, it's very important. And then you must also see your spouse you know, as a friend, that, I, I mean, as a brother or a sister. What brothers fight, sisters fight, but guess what? We are still siblings. Oh, wow. So you must be able to love your spouse like your own sibling. And then finally, the agape love. The Bible speaks about loving unconditionally. Okay, so the errors must be there, the failure must be there, the failure status must be there, then the agape. All the four blend together makes the marriage, the love for your spouse stronger. Okay. So I don't just see you as my romantic partner, I see you as my friend, 
and I don't just see you as my friend, I see you like a sister. And then I don't just see you as a sister, but I see you as somebody that God has commanded me to love you. And when that love is there, sweetie, like you said, it's easy for the submission to happen. Wow. So when you see somebody crying, oh, my husband doesn't love me now, then maybe you are not submissive, submitting enough. Okay. And if you are also screaming, the Bible says submit, then you are not loving enough because if I love my wife, it's easy for her to submit. Okay. And the more she submits, the more I love. And then the cycle continues. Mm. So there's nobody crying and saying, oh, why are you not loving me now? You know, why are you not submitting? As the Bible says, if you love me, I will submit. Yeah. And the more I submit, the more the he loves. Comes in. Oh my God. Thank you so, so much for joining once again. As, as Sister Precious says that married work when two people in it are in agreement and have the same vision. Two cannot work unless they agree. Please, if you have any comment, if you have any question, uh, you can, it's welcome. So please, I uh, put your comments there, put your questions there. I think it's, it's really bring the best out of us as you ask questions, you know, then we can be answering it and it bring the best in us. So thank you once again. Uh, my, my friend says that uh, my husband is my best friend. Yes, it's, it's very... Yeah, Juanita. That's Juanita. Juanita. That's I'm telling you. You, if your husband is your best friend, that's the best gift because you know everything you say to them is safe. They're not going to discuss it with anybody. So it's very, very important that your husband become your best friend. Okay? So before you call your friends and telling them what is happening in your home, talk, sit down and talk to your, your husband. If he is your best friend, it's easier and, and it's how with you building a, a, a better home. And the next one is communication because it's really helpful. If your husband is your best friend, then it helps you exactly. with communicating even easy by sitting down and talking about everything. And having everything. conversation. Yes, having conversation, being an open, you know, minded and not yelling, not uh, uh, crying, but just talk about everything that is going on. So, sweetie, how do we deal with communication? Because I think sometimes when we talk about communication, a lot of couples think that, oh, but I have communicated. But it's to the other person, they didn't understand whatever you said. Because they think they are talking. Talking is not as the same as communicating. Okay. And communication only happens after I have translated, transmitted my thoughts, my feelings, my yes. desires to my recipient or the one who is listening to me. Okay. So until I have successfully mm -hmm. communicated or transmitted okay. uh, my emotions, my feelings, my thoughts, my, my mind, what I'm trying to say to you, Okay. And you understand it the way I'm trying to express it. I've not communicated. Oh, okay. Because if I talk and you don't understand me, there's a conflict. Okay. And when you don't understand me, the response I'm expecting from you, mm -hmm. I, and you don't, I don't get that from you, I get angry and I get frustrated. Okay. And that is the challenge in any relationship. And in any. So when people don't articulate their thoughts okay their emotions and their feelings to their spouse and to the point where they understand mm. and so their skills of communication 
Okay. And that is why when you are communicating, the one you are communicating to, in order for it to be effective, must also be a good listener. And when you are listening, you are listening with the heart and the mind to try to understand the person's point of view. What is this person trying to say to me? What are they trying to carry across to me? Mm -hmm. Do I understand what they are trying to say? Until I get your point of view, mm -hmm. then a communication has not been established. Okay. And there are a lot of people get frustrated. Oh, I've been saying the same thing. I keep repeating myself. Why are you not hearing me? Mm -hmm. Why are you not understanding? And so when those things begin to happen, then there's conflict and there's a yelling and argument, you know, because you two you are like, but you said this to me, this is what I understood. Yeah. That's why when you are talking, you are, do you understand what I say? How do you understand what I mean? You know, there is an interchange and a feedback that helps you to know whether the person is following. Mm -hmm. Alright? So it's very important. Communication is a key. And I believe that communication is also one of the engines that makes a marriage work. What? Yes, yes. If we are going to have a, a, a peaceful home, if we are going to have a, a joyful home, then it's imperative that we communicate and communicate well. Thank you so much once again. If you are just joining us, I've noticed that you've joined. So thank you. I can't mention everybody's name there. But thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Uh, all over from the world. I've seen people uh, watching from Ghana, India, um, Pakistan, and all those places. I'm very, very grateful. Thank you so much for watching uh, this morning. I pray that it's, it's been a blessing you know, to you. If you have any uh, friends that are married, you want to tag them in this video. Let them hear some of the things that will really going to make our home very strong uh, as God want it to be. That our marriage will be compared to the world that we are doing best, not they are doing best. I mean, sometimes it's very, very sad when you have two people in the same neighborhood, one Christian, one un-Christian, un un and sometimes it look like those who don't even know anything about Christ, they know how to handle each other very well. They are enjoying that those of us who go to church early morning Sunday and fighting in a car whilst we are coming to we get to church, then we remember, oh, uh, we are going to church. So we tell each other we will continue. So just after church, we continue with our argument. This year, please, don't do that. Let's do it in God's way. Let God help us to build our home in his way because he is the one who ordained it. And as we do that, I think it will help and us see, very much. Remember I said yeah. during when we started this month and we're teaching on doing God and marriage God's way. Oh, yeah. I said that there are some two key facts about marriage. Number one, marriage is very physical. Mm. You know, it's not just physical because some people think that marriage is just physical so they over concentrate on the outward, how they look, and all of that. But marriage is also very, very spiritual. Yes. You know, and here is the challenge. People who are unsaved focus more on the physical and it, they, they tend to portray certain level of happiness and on the physical train because, oh, let's go and they drink, they dance, they do all of that and all those nonsense. So physically, guess what? <clears throat> they, 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 they try to be happy. Mm -hmm. But then when there's a confusion and there's a misunderstanding, the reaction is very bad. They fight, they use guns, they use knife and all of that. Now, and Christians also, yet they are challenged. Because we are spiritual, 
we over concentrate on the spiritual part. Let's pray, let's do this, let's do that. And then there's no socialization, there's no intimacy, there's no caressing, and all of those things. Sometimes Christians forget about those things. So the best way of making marriage to work is to understand that marriage is not just physical, it's not just spiritual, but it's both physical and spiritual. So if I can work both on the physical, being there for my wife, making sure her physical needs are met as much as her spiritual needs are met, it will make the marriage work. Okay. So wife must make sure husband has eaten, husband is making sure that he's providing the needed resources for the food to be provided, you know, wife is looking nice all the time, husband is working out to make sure he's safe, in shape and all of that. And then on top of that, we are praying, we are going to church, we are reading the word of God. So we have to blend both the physical and the spiritual. That's what makes the marriage to work and to last the test of time. Yes, yes, it's very, very important. Our Pastor Nana says that effective communication must be learned by each other, which I think is very, very important. So it, what each one of us have to learn in order for the relationship to thrive. It is a skill that cannot be ignored in a relationship. That's so so it's very, very important. That's Thank so you true. so much. Sis, and it's for so easy us. to learn. Yes. And the best way of becoming an effective and a good communicator is to be a good listener. Okay. If you become a good listener, you know, a lot of people think that just because they sit down there, and their spouse is talking to them, it means that they are listening. You are listening with the intention of understanding what is being communicated to you. Now, don't try to understand what is being communicated to you based on how you think mm. or what you are expecting her to say to you. Okay. Listen to exactly what she's trying to say. Whether you agree or you disagree, hear out. Hear him out. Because just the fact that I hear you out does not mean that I'm agreeing with you. So we can agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And you make the person know, I hear what you are saying, but I disagree with you. And usually when people feel or uh, they get the sense that they have been hurt and understood, it brings some sense of relief and contentment to them. Yeah, then so they will not force at you anymore. Okay, so I read a book that says that sometimes when we are communicating the other person is hearing to answer yeah okay so mm -hmm. it's not what you are saying but once you are talking You're i'm already thinking what how to yeah how to answer so it's not like listening with understanding heart yeah okay but all that i'm i'm waiting for you to just finish so i can tell I you, can what, I tell you what i want to tell you so it, it doesn't help in that way because mm -hmm. the book was saying it doesn't help in that way because then the person is just talking you have make your mind how to answer whatever they are saying but not how to understand whatever they are saying and i think that is also another challenge and that those are most the conflicts of the time. and the yeah. barriers of of communication mm -hmm. once and and again sometimes those also comes in um, based on the attitude with which a person is communicating okay you know there are so many ways of communicating all right if i come at you attacking your person mm -hmm. maybe you have done something and, and there's an issue we are trying to address all right and i come and i begin to attack your person i'm attacking your character 
right there as a human being, the first thing to do is to start protecting yourself. Mm. It's like somebody is holding a gun or holding a knife and they are coming to stab you. Are you going to stand there for them to stab you? No. You're going to try to defend yourself. You are going to try to protect. So the way and how we communicate will determine whether the person is going to listen to us or not. Yeah. But if, again, the foundation, if I see you as my friend, if mm -hmm. I love you, and even you have done something that I think needs correcting, mm -hmm. I'm coming from an angle of love. Okay. I'm coming from an, an angle of understanding, trying to reconcile, trying to generate peace and make the marriage and the home peaceful. Mm -hmm. So again, the attitude of the communication will determine whether a person is going to hear you out or not. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Sister Precious says that lack of communication in marriage, it, you see how the communication is coming up. Because mm. it's, I think it's one of the, the challenging things when it comes to dealing with each other. It says that lack of communication in marriage is the main breakdown in marriage. You cannot assume your, your partner, you cannot assume your, your spouse know what you are saying by body language. It must be spoken to be effective and astute. Yeah, yeah, effectively and yeah, astute. Yeah, so it's, it's very, very important um, we do that. Thank you so much. My friends say that, oh, uh, yes, Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord. Um, we both are on point. We both are on point. Yeah, yeah so it's very, very important uh, we, we do that. that another, uh, the, I think the fifth point would be uh, the, the weapon of prayer. How we pray. You know how we pray, and on Sunday, uh, you were saying that how the enemy is attacking the family, and I think if the devil is going to succeed in our home, mm. then it will be the lack of prayer. Yeah. Because the lack of prayer opens a lot of doors yeah. for the enemy. But if we are praying together, if we are agreeing together, then it really stops its ways. But here we are, not even in, in, in America, I won't even say in America, here we are in the world. Because now I go to Africa and people are even busy than American here. Yeah. So here we are in the world that people are so busy. In the morning, the husband is going, wife is coming in, this and that. And it seems like we don't have that privilege praying together. How can and, we and so that incorporate a, that, that back? Is, that, is the, that is the deception of this end time and where we have missed our priorities. Mm. And Satan has also find a lot of things to give us genuine excuses not to spend time together in praying in the presence of God. Mm. And on Sunday, I, I said that we are so busy chasing money and career and, and success to the point where after you have achieved all these things, the very things or reason why you thought you were fighting to gain all these things, mm. you've lost them. Wow. You, 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 you get a huge mortgage for mm. a big house that you barely stay in it. Yeah. And you're working 12, 12 hours a day to make enough money to be able to keep up the mortgage. Mm. And you are not there to spend time with your spouse. Yeah. You, are not there, you, have, you don't have time to spend with your children. Mm. You don't even take vacation. You don't pray, pray, pray with your children. You don't go over your children's work and to see what they are doing. So every couple who is a Christian 
must begin to intentionally and purposely plan. Yes, we have to leave. Mm. Yes, we have to work. Yes, we have to go to work and all of that. But just as you schedule to do all these things and be able to find time to eat and go to see your doctor and all of that, make time to also spend in the presence of God yeah. with your, your spouse in prayer. Mm. The family that prays together sings together. Yeah. The couples that pray together sings together. So we have to spend time in prayer. Mm. If there's a need for us to pray, pray for your marriage, pray for your husband. The wife must pray for the husband because the husband has his own attacks that he's going through. Men are under attacks. What women are under attacks, children are under attacks. So when the wife doesn't understand this, and you, you keep communicating them and talking to your husband, he's so listening, so hearing. The point is, have you committed that issue to prayer to before? Prayer. Yeah. Have you prayed to God, God, this sin is bothering me. And I keep talking to my husband about it. Mm. He seems not to get it. Lord, can you open him up in the inside? Can you open his eyes to see what I'm trying to communicate to him? Mm. Open his ears to understand. And yeah. vice versa. When the husband prays for the wife, the, the prayer of protection, the, the prayer of covering, mm. the prayer of understanding, the prayer for her health to be uh, protected. When you begin to pray for one another, ladies and gentlemen, the marriage work. And Satan cannot come to manipulate our emotions, our thoughts, mm. and our feelings against one another. Wow. When a husband begins to get to a point and begin to suspect the wife, and vice versa, who is behind it? Ah. But when there is an effective prayer going on, and you are praying for each other, mm. and God is strengthening the relationship and the marriage, Satan cannot manipulate your emotions and your feelings against the other. What, what makes a person get to a point who was once madly in love with a wife, madly in love with a husband, gets up and says, you know what, I don't want my husband no more. I'm tired of the relationship. I don't want to be married no more. What makes a person get to that point? Satan can be infiltrated into your emotions yeah. and begin to, you know, dissuade and persuade you and decide you. So prayer comes in, sweetie. Mm. Prayer is vital and important, important if we are going to keep our homes. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, uh, if you are joining us, and um, if you are just joining us, and you have uh, kind of missed a lot, but uh, we started about how to maintain uh, your home, how to maintain your home as a Christian uh, couples and we spoke about Christ being the foundation the Bible says that if the foundation be destroyed what can a righteous do okay and I love when the Bible says and I think Psalm 127 verse 1 it says except the Lord build a house mm -hmm. except the Lord build a house the builders build in vain so if you are trying everything and God is not the foundation, he's not the one who is holding it, the anchor of everything, you will build and it will still come down. So let's make Christ the foundation of this uh, wonderful institution that he himself uh, ordained it and have put us in there. I think we just have to do that and it will really work for us. 
Amen. And um, the second one was uh, practicing advanced um, forgiveness. Okay, so you have to for learn to forgive each other. Advanced forgiveness, and please don't take also each other for granted because. I keep on forgiving you, you keep on doing it. But I think when Christ is in it, okay, you behave Christ-like, you won't take each other, you know, for granted. And we spoke about love, loving each other. You know, if you love each other so well, it's, 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 it's just, it becomes just like, um, you know, a brother and a sister living together. It's just amazing. Uh, you know what's... The, the woman love, the woman know what the, the husband love, and it's, it's just a peaceful atmosphere. I don't know about you, but I want my home to be so peaceful, you know, that even when you, you, uh, you drop a coin, you can hear that something has happened. It has to be, and it helps with everything that we are doing, because everything that you are doing, as, as a woman of God, as a man of God, you know, even if you are not in ministry, it comes, the, the peace and the, the joy you have from home is what follows. Yeah. So I always tell men and women of God in ministry, please, don't come to church and try to pretend. It won't work. If there's no peace at home, that's the same thing you bring to church. That's yeah. the same thing you bring to church. So if you don't love each other at home, you can't come and sit in the front and now you are trying to pretend, oh, see my lovely wife, when you are abusing her home. It won't work. It's just fake. And the Holy Spirit will not help you for even your people to listen to you. And we spoke about communication. You know, don't listen to answer. Listen with you know, that, that understand. understanding heart. And I think it's, it's helped so much. And the last one that we just spoke about is prayer. Okay, prayer. Start your day with God. Start your day with God. As couples, start your day with God. I know you are busy. I know we're making money. I know we're doing ministry. I know we're doing all that. Let's start our day with prayer. It helps. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. You know, pray for your, me. I pray for my husband every day. You know, pray for your wife every day. Pray for your children. Pray. And let God help us. So, sweetie, we're going to jump into things not to do. Mm. You know, things not to do in marriage. Because we are spoken about the things that we have to do that will help us. What are some of the things that we don't have to do? And I put here number one, sexual denial. Yeah. That is a big one. Um, that is a big one. A lot, a lot of people think mm -hmm. that they can use sex as a weapon. Okay to fight in their marriage. Mm. Uh, when you do that, it's a no-no, and you okay. will destroy the marriage you are trying to either save or protect. Uh, intimacy, it's something that cements the love and the relationship mm -hmm. that you both have. Mm. So if there is any issue whatsoever, deal with the issue as safe. Okay. Don't let it boil down to the point where you begin to use that as a bargaining chip. Mm -hmm. So you won't cook, you won't smell, uh, smile, and you will not even be intimate with your spouse. It's a no-no. Oh, well, uh, since we're not talking, I don't, I don't feel like I'm in a mood. That is, see, once you know that I can't do this, it even helps you to quickly let go and not keep grudge and hold on to any of those things that you think is there. 
But if you think that, oh, you know what? I can do without having sex with my husband for one month, two weeks, three weeks. Mm. Guess what? You keep holding on to that bitterness, unforgiveness, and that grudge. And that has been a challenge. Okay. If I know I cannot keep my um, intimacy away from my spouse, guess what? It helps you to quickly forgive, Mm. resolve, and overcome whatever issue that has come between the two of you. So, lack of intimacy and sexual denial as a result of misunderstanding or conflict or you have hurt my feelings is a no-no. Yes, please. And I, I read a book that says it's so funny. It says that, uh, you know, the, the, the common excuse that we normally use, oh, because he's not giving me money, I'm not even sleeping with him. You, 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 are, you, are, you, you are not selling your body. The, you are married. The Bible says that your body belongs to your husband. So you cannot deny. Um, my uh, sister Janice said that, uh, yes, Christ is the foundation of my husband and I married because we realize and when we pray together for each other it helps strengthen our marriage and the love of each other is very very important that we do that sister precious also have something to say here it says that a wise woman build her house and the foundation can only stand if Christ is the chief cornerstone. Blessed, enjoyed. I know, yes, that the, the, the wise builders will build our house as Christ being the cornerstone, the, the anchor of everything. And it's really, really uh, hard. So the things not, we are now dealing with things not to do. Okay, if you are couples, things not to do in your home. If you want to maintain your home, these are things you don't do. Both of you, these are things that you don't do. Okay, the first one is sexual de- denial. Don't deny each other uh, of sex. And hurt. The next one is hurt. You don't hurt uh, your yes. spouse. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't hurt your spouse. And then sometimes people either ignorantly or purposely do things. You know, why would you want to go behind your wife? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to go behind your husband? Um, uh, to do things that you know affect your husband okay. or your wife. So you don't do anything whatsoever to hurt your spouse. And sometimes the hurt comes from, you know, neglect. Mm. Okay? Neglecting of meeting your wife's or your spouse's mm. needs. Yeah. The attention they need. Mm-hmm. You won't talk to your wife, but you are talking with everybody, everybody. else in the church. Okay. You forget her birthday, yet you remember uh, everybody else's birthday, mm. and verses and all of these things. So you don't do things that will hurt your spouse, mm. either deliberately or, uh, or mm. unintentionally. Yeah. So whatever that can hurt your spouse, avoid it. Mm. Don't do that. Remind yourself. Conscientize yourself. You know, especially when it comes to birthdays, when it comes to anniversaries, when it comes to what your wife doesn't like in the house. If your wife tells you, when you go to the kitchen, don't do this, don't do that. If you keep repeating those things, it hurts her, it stresses her out. So please, hurting can ruin your home. So don't do that on purpose and also remind yourself not to do it by mistake. Oh, okay. 
So the third one will be uh, uh, sexual unfaithfulness. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know how that thing will work, but it's, I've seen a lot of people that have ended up going their separate ways because one was unfaithful. Mm. You know, and it's it's head to the core. Yeah. It's break your husband's heart is break your wife's heart. So what can we do to avoid sexual unfaithfulness? Again, if what we said earlier on the first one. The first one, if we're not denying yes. each other mm-hmm. and there's enough of that in there. Okay. And then we are also praying against some of these things. You know, because apart from someone who has decided to live a rebellious life. Mm. If you are a child of God and you have not you are not living as a rebel, it is difficult for you to go into that kind of lifestyle. Okay. So prayer helps a lot mm. to deliver us from um, temptation. And number two, putting boundaries around you. Yes. Where each other are watching out for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, listen, I think this person, the way you are getting too close is not helping. Or if you are going here, please, what are you going with? Mm-hmm. The kind of association, friends yeah. you keep with. If you are keeping company with people who are married, but they are sleeping around, mm-hmm. you can easily fall into well, it. Yeah. Because these are people that you value and you hang around them. So, invariably, they will start influencing you. Because you become who your friends are. Yeah. yeah. Alright? And so, you really want to protect yourself against that. Mm. So, build boundaries and make sure that you don't go out there, you know, and fall for some of these things. Because these days, the world has become very dangerous. There are some people, they don't care whether you are married or not. They are available for you. Yeah. And they are actually trying to ruin you. And please remember that, like I said, there is a war against Christian marriages and Christian homes. Yes. And Satan is targeting good marriages. Mm-hmm. So how can I come between the two of you? He yeah. sends you to a place. He puts a nice gentleman there who looks everything that you have been looking for that probably your husband may not even be giving you the house. Yeah. How do you overcome that? Mm-hmm. Set boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And vice versa. And that is why we all have to help each other to make this marriage work. So sexual unfaithfulness is a dangerous thing. Satan is trying to lure people. In Proverbs chapter 7, it speaks about the harlots who goes out there and looking for you know, young and energizing and enterprising young men to try to seduce them and abuse them. Don't fall for these things. Mm, mm. And please do not think you are too holy and too spiritual. That you cannot easily fall for this. Yes. I know good, great people who love God, who fell for these things, not because they plan to want to go for it. They were too naive. Don't be too naive. So put boundaries, protect yourself, and, and, and make sure you are always on guard. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. And and whilst we are here, please let me chip this in because i've heard a lot of people especially christian you know uh sisters who say oh because he's saved he's not going anywhere no he have he can go somewhere okay we should not take each other for granted as bishop said we have to protect each other it's very very important you have to protect each other so you as as a wife what are you doing in your home are you are you attractive are you setting yourself up 
you know, as, a, as attractive because men are moved by what they see. And here they are, they go to work and they are on break and these uh, fianga fianga people are working on them and talking to them. And, you know, as Bishop said, there are, are some people they don't care. They, you don't even have to ask. They are giving themselves away. And here you two, you are in a house trying to be the sister holy forever and you're not doing anything to, to maintain yourself. You're not doing anything to let your uh, husband see that you still have your games on. And when he comes, you wear jeans to bed and you are denying sex and all those things. That is not how our homes have to be. Okay, that's not how our homes have to be. So please, let your husband see something. So that when they go out then they see something, they know they have something home. Yeah. Okay, they know they have something home. And, and present yourself very nice. Some of us, of us we will cook, and the, the dress that we cook, the fish and everything, is the same thing. That they will come and meet us home. The home is dirty and all those things. I, I don't think that those things help in maintaining our homes. So if we really want to maintain our home, all those things helps. Okay, when you are home, don't say that it's it's. Here, then you see them wearing some long thing. They say house dress. What is house dress? <laughs> I mean, what, what, what is house dress? I, 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 I don't believe in those things. Then you, you are like a maid in your own home. Unattractive you know, to your just, husband. Just wear a t-shirt and you expose some things for them to see. That house dress. House dress for what? Are you a maid? You okay? And this is the same man who will go out there and be seeing things. You, you are setting your man up to failure. So please, God has given you a man who sees. Let them see. And when they see <laughs> enough, they will go out there and close their eyes. They see, man. Okay. <laughs> they will just go out there and, and maybe they will close their eyes. So please, let's help our husband. Let's protect them. Okay? It's part of our duty. It's very, very, very important. Okay. Nagging. Yeah, and nagging is a complaint. The Bible speaks about that in Proverbs. That yeah. Who can stand a mm. nagging woman? Yes. It's like a dripping rain that won't stop. Oh my so God. So please, uh, like we said, it's better to complain, uh, I mean, communicate mm -hmm. than to nag. Yeah. You know, to nagging is basically mm. whining about issues and Everything. problems without mm. really taking your time to try to. Seek solution. Solution, yeah. All right, it's complaining. Murmuring, mm. murmuring. Yeah. You, you keep murmuring. Today, you went to work, you didn't come back, you know, the children did this, and then it says, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a broken record. Nobody mm. wants to hear that. Especially after a man has gone to work and has come back and he's looking to, you know, unwind and relax. Yeah. And now you enter into his ears with all this nagging and complaining. Mm. You know, and the husband also must not be nitpicking. You know, yeah, every and then, small why thing. did you do this? Why yeah. did you do that? Yeah. And then the food was this, and the children is this. No, you can't do that. When you do that, it affects the intimacy. It affects their affection. It affects the communication in the house. So instead of the nagging around, there are some things let it slide. Some some things let it go. Mm. Some things fix it. If you told your wife not to put the remote here and she put it there, okay, you told her yesterday, okay, let it go. Pretend you, you didn't see. You didn't see. Then just speak it and put it where you have to put it. And vice versa. The nagging 
it's things that eventually can spoil the whole joy of the home yeah. in your leaders. Yes, and then, and uh, the the, uh, the next point is uh, failure to apologize when you are wrong. That's pride. Okay. Pride has cost a lot of people. Mm. Pride is what makes Lucifer lose his place in heaven. Mm -hmm. Pride. The power of I'm, so, I'm sorry okay. heals many wounds yeah. and many surgeries cannot heal. Mm. The power of I'm sorry. Learning to say sorry and saying it sincerely yeah. and saying it timely. Mm -hmm. Pride will tell you that, oh, I'm right. Pride will tell me that you should understand. Mm -hmm. Pride will make you feel like I'm too important. Even if I don't say sorry, it's going nowhere. Right. You yeah. will destroy the marriage. Yeah. And you destroy. Some of us, I'm telling you, Satan is not touching your marriage. All he's doing is touching you. Mm -hmm. So you will destroy your own marriage. Yeah. So you will destroy your own home. Wow. So you will destroy your own children. Mm -hmm. If you don't learn and you are too big to say I'm sorry, Especially when it is so obvious and clear that you are wrong. Wow. Be humble enough to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please forgive me. It heals a lot. Mm. It boosts the confidence of your spouse in the relationship to let the person know, I made the right choice and I'm married to the right person and I'm going away. Wow, that's, that's very, very uh, awesome thing. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We have just two points and we will be done. Uh, thinking about divorce. I mean, it's in your mind already. You are thinking about As it. As a man so, 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 I mean, you don't make any effort to even work on it. So the next point is thinking about divorce. Yeah. That's a wrong thing to Proverbs, do. Proverbs 23, 7 says that mm. as a man thinking in his heart, so we see if you are eventually, or you are eventually going to manifest what you are thinking. Yeah. You know, I remember, can I hear again once said that they had a friend whose mother always keeps saying, every little pain she felt, oh, I think I'm having cancer. Oh, my God. And then she goes to church, she hears the word of God, and they teach the word of faith, but every little sharp pain, I think I'm getting cancer. Tomorrow, I'm getting cancer. Mom, why do you keep saying this? You're not going to have cancer. She believed it, and eventually, she had cancer and died of cancer. Oh, nice. As a man thinketh in his heart, or hearts, if you have it in your mind, if you have it in your heart, and you keep entertaining it, oh, you know, if this man ever do this to me, I'm going to divorce him. If this lady ever does this to me, I'm going to, ladies and gentlemen, if you keep pondering over it, so block that thought out of your heart and your mind. When the enemy suggested to you, rebuke it. God says in the book of Malachi, He said, I hate divorce. Alright, in chapter 2, verse 6 or somewhere there. He said, I hate divorce. So if God says, I hate divorce, why should you be entertaining divorce in your heart and in your mind? So you eventually add what is in your heart and in your mind. That is why something so easy and simple that you should forgive and let go. You are keeping it and holding on to it. And that is what is fighting your marriage mm. and destroying your home. So let go. Yeah. Every argument will end with we are divorcing. Yeah. And, and I think when we use that language, it also doesn't give confidence to each other. Because if I know that you are going to divorce me, why should I invest exactly. in, in, in the relationship? You yeah. understand? Why should I invest I don't in, see a in, in, yeah, in giving my whole 
life and my whole being to you when I know that your language is uh, start and stop with divorce. Yeah. You know, so it's very I start very, having alternative yes. and thinking. What if it happens? What must I do? Well, yeah. So now you, you are with a person and they are strategizing. If they are not giving their all. Yes. So the day you say you are broke, she has money, she won't give it to you. That's it. Because I'm I'm keeping it for a rainy day just in case. Yeah. The day you tell me I should go, I have somewhere to go with my children. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to block that language from our our to, uh, our language as couples 